Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. And now, live on 670 The Score and the Odyssey app, it's Gabe Ramirez. Happy hump day, everybody. It is Gabe Ramirez here on 670 The Score. Hanging out with you guys. Feels good to hear. Anytime I get Bears All Access before the show, I always get excited because it just makes me think. Think? It's not true. It makes me think the season is closer than it actually is. But you get to hear Jim Miller, Tom Thayer, Jeff Joniak. And then, you know, they're talking about the Senior Bowl. You know, Lou Getzi's out there. So you just kind of you feel more connected to it than ever before. So shout out to the gentlemen. Hopefully they enjoy their evening. Again, a big game happening on Saturday. Make sure you guys check that out. All right. Meantime, between time, I'm going to go ahead and start the show the way I always do. Call it the trifecta. The top three stories in my brain in no particular order. Three. That's a magic number. Morell going to third. He will slide. He's got a triple. Number three. Number three story. He announced his retirement and found life after baseball quickly. Of course, I'm talking about Dexter Fowler. The once World Series champion for the Chicago Cubs. It is announced by the Marquee Network. That he's going to be, you know, a program, a studio analyst, primarily contributing to pregame and postgame coverage. I think that's pretty cool because, you know, all Cubs fans were all just so salty when he went to St. Louis. And to see him kind of make his way back and to be like he is that dude. Seems like a guy that could be great for that, right? You think about who NBC Sports has for the White Sox. Scotty Pods. Gordon comes in occasionally. And, of course, Ozzie Guillen holding it down for alum and so when you're thinking about who can you get that's some somebody that's newer somebody that can speak to that new generation that saw the 2016 world championship of course you're talking about dexter fowler so um let's see the marquee sports network general manager mike mccarthy said we're pleased to welcome dexter to the marquee sports network team we congratulate dexter on an incredible playing career uh, highlighted by his integral role in the memorable 2015 and 2016 cubs team and we look forward to being part of the next chapter of his career i mean listen if you're going to go out and you haven't played for the Cubs in that many years and then all of a sudden the brand new network calls you up and is like, hey, you want to get this money? You're like, absolutely. But it's a great addition. I think he's going to be absolutely phenomenal on pregame and postgame. Uh, so make sure you check him out, man. I love when people continue to get those paychecks. Shout out to Dexter Fowler. Oh, real quick. He, oh. he actually made his first appearance tonight. 360. Yeah. The show 360, right? So uh, I'm going to get you some of that audio. Oh. I know we're producing on the air. Okay. But I, was, I recorded it. And I haven't had a chance to get to it. Because we get to see how his, uh, what his personality is like. Yeah. You know, you yeah. get a first look. So if he's like, yeah, I can't wait for it to happen. It's going to be awesome. No, we don't want that. Uh, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be great. High energy. You don't want either of my bosses calling you to tell you to drink a cup of coffee. Number two. Number two story inside the trifecta right here on 670. The score with Gabe Ramirez, of course, is that Tom Brady is retiring after 20 
23 seasons. Think about what you were doing 23 years ago. Were you even, were you even alive? Unbelievable career. Seventh round pick and uh, 199th to be specific in the 2000 draft. Obviously, we know all of his accolades. It is difficult to try to argue against him being the greatest of all time without using the reference to the animal. But Dave Wanstad did and said that he thinks, in fact, Brady is the GOAT as well. I think he's the best. And I've faced them all from Dan Marino to Peyton Manning, Brett Favre, you name, you know, Joe Montana, as you mentioned him, Steve Young's Warren Moons. Yes, Tom is because of, uh, of winning championships. And, you know, the thing about Tom Brady and, and I talk to people inside New England, and I am very close with people inside the box. And with Tom, be, before the last year, okay, and particularly that Super Bowl right at Tampa, when he was all in, and it was, it was the old Tom Brady, when he walked into the building, you know, he created a sense of urgency within the building that it didn't make any difference if you were the weight coach or if you were the trainer, or if you were the equipment manager or assistant coach, it didn't matter. When you walked in the building, you better you better have all your I's dotted and your T's crossed because Tom, you know, he just had that, that uh, air about him uh, that he was there for business. And everybody better be on the top of their game because you knew that he was. And I think that that is what people talk about behind the scenes that you don't coach that, you know, you don't coach that. I mean, it's, it's something that, uh, that, that Tom was born with. And, uh, and it really, he made everybody around him a lot better, a lot like Michael Jordan, obviously. And it's one thing for coach wants to say it. It's one thing for me to say it, but his stats speak so loudly. Brady is thrown for 89,214 yards during the regular season. He broke the record back in 2021 held by Drew Brees, which was sitting at 80,000. Paid Manny has 71 to put things in perspective. Brett Favre, 71. Ben Roethlisberger, 64. And even people that are active right now, the closest to him is Matt Ryan, who clearly isn't going to be playing after the season. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, if you're curious, 59,000. But, I mean, when you look at his other stats, too, which is unreal. 13,400 yards in the playoffs is an NFL record. 88 career playoff touchdowns. Certain people don't even have 88 touchdowns in their whole career. He's doing it in the playoffs. 35 career wins. 35 career playoff wins. Put that in, Think about that. Bears haven't had a damn win in a decade. He got he got 35 career playoff wins as a whole. Uh, unbelievable career. I'm glad he's out of the league. I'm tired of wondering if he could just put the whole team on his back and win another Super Bowl. So it would be good to get him out of there. Good to see some of the young quarterbacks kind of vie for that top spot. Uh, but Tom Brady, congratulations, man. I wonder if he's going to go get Giselle back. That's going to be an interesting one. I think he will. Number one. Number one story, unfortunately, is that the Chicago Bulls last night lost to the Los Angeles Clippers. It was, we're, we're going to get into it in a second, how the coach, DeMar, Zach, kind of described the last seri- uh, last play a little bit differently. But my anger doesn't come from the last play. Even on a lot of these games that the Bulls have lost, my anger does not come from a lack of execution in the last 20 seconds of a game. It comes what happens within the 48 minutes of the game, where the lack of consistency and concentration really just is a detriment to this Chicago Bulls team. But here's DeMar DeRozan talking about the loss. It's hard to figure out when you get 19-point lead and you really push it and you lose the game. Yeah, this losing period. No matter how you lose, sucks. It's frustrating. You know, a team like that, veteran guys, very extremely well coached. They're not going to give up. 15, 20 point lead, you know, relatively, you know, nothing. And then, you know, you got to play 48 minutes, you know, balls out. We just couldn't get it back after we gave them the lead. Was there any, uh, anything about their defense that was creating so many turnovers today? Or I mean, I, I, I take a lot upon myself. That was too uncharacteristic, turning the ball over as much as I did, just careless. I wouldn't even give them all that credit if. It was them. It was just us refreshing <laughs> some stuff, being careless with the ball, being loose with the ball. You know, that killed us too. You know, all the turnovers we had. So I, don't, I think I had seven, eight, whatever, whatever it was. It's, it's entirely too much, and you know, you know, we can't, we can't let that happen. There's just so many things you could point to when talking about the loss of the Clippers. I mean, 
Yeah, yeah. Do you want to say, Damar, you had eight turnovers? But they weren't as costly and careless as Zach's six. Zach had like three or four turnovers where he just literally was up in the air, didn't know where to give the ball. And it just ended up being a turnover. Bad passes, careless passes, one-handed passes. I mean, 14 turnovers to the Los Angeles Clippers. You don't think Kawhi Leonard is going to do what you thought he was going to do? Pull up from the top of the key against Vooch and hit a three to extend the lead in the last minute or two of the game? Yeah, that's exactly what happens. You don't think Kawhi Leonard wants to win on the road with Paul George? They're playing the hearts out after being embarrassed down 19 in the first half? Yes. But what happens in those moments? What happens in those moments that you're up 19? You say DeMar just talked about, you know, not being able to bounce back after you gave up the lead. What about from 19 to the lead? What about the, what about those moments? Like, too often, these I'm telling you, these Bulls remind me of the 2017 Cubs, where the year after they win the World Series, it's almost as if they feel like they, they deserve and should be gifted victories. I don't know. It's mind-blowing to me. All right, that's my trifecta, ladies and gentlemen. That's a magic number. Right here on 670 The Score. I am Gabe Ramirez. Shout out to everybody that's listening on the Odyssey app. Make sure you go ahead and download that. Uh, not only can you take 670 The Score with you everywhere you go, but a ton of exclusive content lives on there. Podcasts from all the guys, Mully and Haw, Parkins and Spiegel, Bernstein and Holmes, and Rahimi on a Wednesday, um, and sometimes myself. And then you also want to get exclusive content. I do these, these national shows where we get to talk about Chicago sports. So, again, shout out to everybody listening on the Odyssey app. And then, of course, got to shout out the HD2 crew. 104.3 HD2 coming in loud and clear. Some, somebody was like, what are you talking about? Somebody texted me the other day. What are you talking about when you say that? Dude, it's 2023. If you don't know what HD channels are or that they actually exist in people's cars, I mean, Maybe it's time to upgrade. I don't know. Uh, either way, uh, shout out to you guys for doing that. I want to continue with this Bulls conversation because it was extremely frustrating yesterday. I was watching the game on re- I always watch the games on replay. Got to put my daughters down first. They go to bed like right around seven thirty, and instead of me watching a first half and having my anxiety kick in and try to figure out what the hell is going on with the game, I just wait, let them go to sleep. And so I did a podcast yesterday, um, and in the middle of the podcast, as I was talking to the guys. One of them is like, yeah, I know the Bulls were up early in this one, but, you know, not sure if, if what happened. I said, hey, 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 don't tell me. The Domestic Draft Podcast, hanging out with the guys, Evan and Dan. And I was like, don't tell me. So, so I'm watching the game, and now I know the Bulls are up big. And then once I saw how big and how, how large of a lead it was, there was not one moment that I thought they were going to lose the game. I was like, oh, 19? Damn. This thing ended up probably being a blowout. And then all of a sudden, the rest of the game happened, and it was extremely frustrating. But a lot of people harping on the last play. Bulls were down a couple, and then inbound pass. It seems like it happens every week. That some, some kind of miscue takes place or a bad play called. Zach, I'm, I'm, I'm going to play Zach Levine's first. Again, listen to all three of them. They all kind of explain it differently, but no one takes blame for it. Anyway, listen to Zach Levine on the final play. What was the, the call, and what, was, uh, what happened that led to that miscommunication? I mean, I think Alex was just trying to throw it to an open spot. We had to get the ball in bounds. Pin for me to go up to the top, but they're switching. So I just tried to make a cut, get open. Me and DeMar cut to the same area, and, and you just try to make a play. Kawhi got his hand on it, and then we just scramble for it. Okay. So it's, right there, it's like, you know, you, you don't want to put a little bit of blame on Alex. Oh, yeah, you know, he <laughs> excuse me, he didn't get the ball to the right place. I'm laughing because I'm like, I just want somebody to be like, you know what? The last play doesn't matter. We sucked. We, we blew a 19-point lead. Last game doesn't matter. Why is anybody asking me about this? Like, let's talk about the middle of the game. That's, see, all right. That was the thing that blew my mind yesterday. The end of the game was so dumb that so everyone dumb. just kind of forgot that they blew a 19-point lead in less than five minutes of gameplay. And then, you know what no one has talked about as well? The fact that Zach Levine missed two out of three free throws with a minute left. He gets fouled for the three-point. I couldn't believe it because this is what I do. Here's a little trick. So I got YouTube TV. Watch the game. A two-and-a-half-hour game, you can watch it in about 50 minutes. YouTube TV is the best. YouTube TV is the best. And what you do is you fast-forward through free throws. You fast-forward through free throws. Every time there's a whistle, you hit the fast-forward button immediately for that 15 seconds, and you do that enough times, you save yourself enough minutes. So Zach gets fouled for the, for the three, and there's a minute left, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, Bulls are going to take the lead because <laughs> it was 102-104. So I hit. I go, one, two, three fast forwards, 
And I see the scores, 104, 103, and I'm like, wait a second, what happened there? And then I said, did they only give him two free throws and he missed one? And I rewind. And then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, my God, Zach Levine missed two free throws, two of the three with a minute left? Bulls still down one? And I'm supposed to have some sort of faith that this team is capable of regaining the lead with a minute left? Absolutely not. I, like, what? Why are we talking about that? Come on. And, 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 and it's deep. Oh, man, see, I get too turned up with this. It's deeper than that. The reason why Zach Levine's missing two free throws, because he's not involved in the fourth quarter the way he wants to be. And I know that's a cop-out. That's an easy kind of way. Like, Gabe, come on, we're really going to give him that out right there? Yes. Yes, because when DeMar DeRozan shoots 27 times in the fourth quarter, and Zach Levine, who is a godsend when it comes to scoring points, can't get the ball, can't get things going, he finally gets to the free throw line. He hasn't been to the line. He hasn't been involved. He got no, got no swag, got no rhythm. But again, we can't take away. We still have to blame. Like, yo, Zach, what's up with that, bro? How you gonna miss two two out of three free throws? And it's not like they didn't have opportunities after that. Right after that, they miss a three pointer. Pat Will gets the rebound, and what happens? Demar misses the layup. Then he then he uh, commits the foul. It's like it's it's bad. It's bad. Then they're down three, still have an opportunity with ten seconds left, and that's what everybody's talking about. The inbound play were just ridiculous. Gabe Ramirez, man, super frustrated. Super frustrated because this, all this happened in one game, dude. And it's but it's like a it's like a replay. It's like it's this game, but it's also the Pacers game. It's also the Hornets game. It's also any game where the Bulls have the lead and then crumble. Somebody was talking about. I think it was Stacey King the other day. He's like, every team has a scouting report, and they know what's what. And he and I literally thought he was going to finish his sentence with, and everyone knows if you continue to play hard against the Bulls, they'll give you the lead. Back. That's what I thought he was going to say. That's what he basically ended up saying. And I was just like, no, he starts starts talking about like three-point shooting or something. And I was like, oh, my God. So frustrating. It's so much more to play right You know, all right, we're going to take a break. I'm going to play some more stuff. Are you as frustrated as I am with these Chicago Bulls? But, but, like, or am I just, like, delusional? You're like, yo, Gabe, chill out. It's not that serious. Or, Gabe, you should have expected. Like, like, calm me down. Or... Fire me up and be on the same page. 312-644-6767. Going to play some more audio from Billy Donovan, what his explanation was. And also, he is going to connect this loss to a loss that just happened versus another team. Who was that team? What did Billy Donovan have to say? And are you as fired up as I am? 312-644-6767. We'll open up the lines and take your calls next. It's Gabe Ramirez right here on 670 The Score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Selling a little... Or a lot. <laughs> Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
from the launcher online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. 10.8 left regulation. Clippers 106-103 over the Bulls. This crowd on their feet, 20,068. Caruso holding and looking. Still holding, still looking. Nearly a five-second count to get on the bean. Got stripped, recovered by the Clippers. Over the midcourt line, Leonard gives it up to George and a foul. Hurts just as much the eighth time. Chuck didn't get a Bill Wennington sigh in there. Really would have liked that. It's Gabe Ramirez here on 670 The Score. Just continuing, just going to wrap up this conversation about the, the Bulls. I can see now that, you know, I might be too, I might be, I might be more hot, hotter than the average person. And that's okay. You know, because it's, it's, it's all right. It's a, it's a good place to live. I'm calmed down, though. That's a good thing. That's, that's a good thing about commercial breaks. You can calm yourself down. Kind of get back to reality. Your wife texts you. You're going too hard. You're like, oh, okay, my bad. She likes that with me. Uh, let's continue talking about this final play. DeMar DeRozan. He had his take on what exactly took place from what we just heard from Chuck Swirsky. Listen to him. Well, what did you go? What did you see from your view on the last play with Alex's inbound? You know, what, what were you guys trying to run and what, you, what did you see happening? I haven't rewatched it. I know the sequence <laughs> of the play. You know, once I look back, it seemed like we was taking too long just to get it in. They probably did a good job switching. I haven't look, looked at it, but, you know, we had a couple options to look, look at it, whether it was Zach coming off and Vooch popping back to the ball. By the time I seen Vooch, they didn't get it. I think we were just trying to, you know, get the ball in bounds. You know, we were just all over the place. Ball got fumbled around. <sighs> it's like, no. All right, here, I have a quick question for you. Because yeah. maybe yeah. you can explain this to me because I couldn't come up with an answer last night. Yeah. Bulls had a timeout. When Caruso, when you get to the four count, yeah. why not just call the timeout? Because I know it's like that you are, you want to save the timeout for the potential. Like you, you, you tie the game and then they miss and then you can advance the ball, right? But... Here's the thing. If you don't get the ball in there, the game's over. So call the the, timeout and get the play right. The last two-minute report came out and said that Alex Caruso should have been called for a five-second penalty right there. So, I mean, you're right. It was. It 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 did happen. Yeah. I mean, that that happened. They should have lost the ball right there. So frustrating. So... Again, like I know you, you saved the timeout for the potential that you're going to get the ball back. I understand that for a potential game winner, but there's 10 seconds left. And Sorry. again, if you don't get the ball in and you don't make this shot, the game's over anyway. Studs, it's like I knew today. I I was like, I just, I, I just, like the last thing that everybody's talking about. Like I'm just like, like no, <laughs> like that's what I wanted to be. Like, no, what we're not going to do is try to pretend that everything else didn't happen and only the last play exists. No. Of course, Billy Donovan uh, had more to say about the final play. Back to the final rounds play real quick. Zach and Demar like ended up in the same spot almost, and it was kind Shout of confusing who Cruz who was even throwing it to. How'd they kind of end up in the same spot? We didn't execute the play. Did someone break it off? No, didn't execute the play. No one broke it off. We didn't. We got. We had to execute the play better. Was the who was the pass to? Trying to some confusion on figuring out who who Caruso was trying to throw it to. Well, there was basically two options, on actually three options on the play, but the way we initially lined up with the way we were cutting on the play, we didn't execute the cuts like we needed to. 
you know, we just needed to be better from where we were. So the spacing became really, really poor on the play. And I think, I believe, I don't know, you can ask Alice, I believe he was basically trying to go to Zach with the ball, is what I thought. But obviously, the spacing with he and DeMar was not great. And what was interesting is that Alex Caruso came into the game and spelled Ayo DeSumo, who, you know, wasn't a threat offensively, but was playing some good defense on Paul George, was trying to. But you could just tell in the moment where I was like, they need some three-point shooting out there. You felt like that's why they brought in Alex. So that's why he came in with a couple minutes left to go, taking over for Io. And, you know, when you're thinking about who are some of the best passers on the team, I mean, geez, right? You're not going to let Zach Vooch or DeMar take the ball out. You're not going to let Pat Will do it. So it's like the other rando guard that happens to be in the game is now tasked with that, whether that be Io. Alex Caruso or Goran Dragic. It just sucks to be that. It's like, it's, come on. Come on. Shouldn't be in that position anyway. But I did like what Billy Donovan said um, when he tried to connect this particular loss to a loss that took place uh, about a week and a half ago. Zach did the right thing by taking a timeout. Where the ball needed to go was to Vooch, and he was open. You know, and on the play... Alex was open on the first one underneath the basket. I think Zach was worried about a five-second count, so he called timeout, which was the right call. And then Alex on the inbounds pass, Vooch is open. You just got to execute the pass. You know, you've got to execute the pass. And, you know, I, I, I thought this situation was different. We just didn't execute the play very well. Of course, he was talking about the Pacers and what happened there in the last couple of seconds with some of those you know bad passes, inbound plays, you know, to try to take a lead in those situations. But it's tough. But again, it's like, you know, we can sit up here and talk about that. But then you're discrediting what took place during the game. And, you know, there's an issue within the organization and in this team with an inability to keep and grow a lead. It's almost like they're waiting for the other team to come back and play harder. But Billy Donovan, this is the last clip I'm going to play from him. He did talk to talk about what it's like playing with a bigger lead. You know, I thought, you know, one of the things, you know, with the way that they had subbed, they took Zubac off pretty early. And we had talked about staggering Vooch. We took Vooch off pretty early. Vooch played out there with the small lineup. Wanted to, you know, see in that second quarter just if we could say small. You know, they were obviously playing small against Vooch and see if we could play small. And they kind of ran off seven quick points and it cut it down to 12. And then we subbed from there. I think that probably... The momentum changed, I, th- I thought, in that a little bit. But that's when I think you got to try to, you know, course correct and be better. Because we certainly had a manageable lead at that point in time. It wasn't, even though they ran off seven points, we had a shot blocked, missed another shot, I believe. And then Zubak had a, he had an N1, he missed a free throw. And then he got kind of an offensive rebound put back. And then Paul George kind of had a dribble up three, you know. So I think at that point in time, we're up 12. But there was, a, I think, a five-minute period where they went on, I think, a 23-4 to four run. You know, in those situations, you got to have good, I think, offensive possessions. We had some turnovers. I thought the turnovers tonight were, I think, uncharacteristic. You know, we've been pretty good at taking care of the basketball. I don't think tonight we did a real good job of that. And then, you know, I didn't think that we ended up with great shots. You know, and we needed to probably generate some better looks. I mean, I hear what he's saying. Yes, there was that moment when Zubak was dominating in the third. But, I mean, I was just like, the lead was gone by then. I want somebody to talk to me about the second quarter. Bulls fans, did you watch this game yesterday? Did you watch this second quarter like I did? 312-644-6767. You know, I always take my notes. I know, it's the nerd in me. It's the studious study bug. And it's always funny because I I write them down like thoughts. I'm not like taking notes like in a class. It's just like little one-off thoughts that I have. And sometimes they're funny when I go read them back because... I don't hold back on people. I have. And then, so in the first quarter, I said, I love the Bulls in the white jerseys. Hadn't had that in a while. I said, Zach's catch and shoot is crazy. And then I said, baby Kawhi comparisons, dot, dot, dot. Then is Kobe White a young Ray Allen? (laughs) Did you see where I'm going with this? How ridiculous the comparisons are? Like, you're, you're just throwing out some superstar's name, and you're like, oh, I don't know, he's baby, he looks like kind of same height, got braids. You know what? He's a baby Kawhi. No. I said, is, is I, I owe a, a, a 
Vinny the microwave from the Detroit Pistons back in. No, you can't say things like that. You can't just you can't just put that out there. Oh, is Alex Caruso a, a young Steve Nash? <laughs> like you just can't do that. You can't. Fooch did kill in the first quarter with them three straight threes. Made, made, made it pretty cool. And you know what else? I'm see. This is why I take notes. Right? What's up with Io not making a sophomore game? Like, how does Io DeSumo, who's a starter for the majority of the season, what? How many sophomores are out there starting on decent teams? Notice how I said decent, Chicago decent. How does Io not make the team? Made last year. How does he not make it this year? Anyway, blew my mind. Um, Levine had three bad turnovers in the second quarter. That was absolutely careless. And Zach disappeared in the second quarter. That's what happened. When you go back and look at that game, up 19, Zach disappeared. But why? Because the offense changes. Because the ball's not moving no more. They don't do what they did. That's the problem. Not that they didn't try, right? It was like you, you, it's hard to duplicate that. The Bulls had to play a perfect game. First quarter, smacking threes, moving the ball, everything working well. Everybody's hitting threes. But the Bulls aren't a three-point shooting team, so what happens in the second quarter? Your focus is not there. You're not trying as hard. You're not trying to get easy buckets, layups, get points in the paint, have Vooch with his back to the basket. No, you're trying to do the same thing because you're like, oh, yeah, I told you we could smack threes. Oh, I told you we can compete with the big boys. That's how people disappear. It's frustrating. Let's go to the phones, 312-644-6767. Let's go to Larry out in Naperville. Larry, so, Larry, why do you think Billy's the problem? Oh, come on. I mean, I mean, this is the most ridiculous situation, how Billy Donovan, who's never won anything as a coach, gets a free pass and even gets an extension. You know, how can we keep listening to his ridiculous press conferences where he chews his gums so loud you can hardly hear him? <laughs> That's great. <laughs> um, I, I mean, does anybody want to tell him he's not six years old? and take your gum out of your mouth when you're having a press conference. Um, but the point is... Yeah, well, tell me this, Larry. What do you think he, what do you think he does poorly, right? Because let's not just say Billy Donovan's his fault. Like, tell me what it is that he's doing. You don't just tell me he hasn't won anything. Tell me what he's doing to this team that is detrimental. Okay, here's what he does poorly. Number one is he does not take realize you were describing the game last night. And Vucevic dominated in the first half. You know, he got six points in the second half. Now, that's a coaching problem. That's saying to his team, calling a timeout, get the ball through Vuk. Stop one-on-oneing, which he never apparently does. He doesn't have any control of his so-called max player and DeRozan. It's his fault. Do you know that he, Io, who I love, has regressed this year, and Pat Williams has done nothing for his growth because of Billy Donovan's ridiculous five-out offense that stands around, and he just lets it go on and on and on. This is, this is Billy Donovan. Do you think uh, uh, Thibodeau would accept this? Do you think – Phil Jackson would have watched this without getting on his top players. Do you think any of the top coaches in the league would put up? Oh, wow. Oh, that wasn't me. I loved so, it. Oh, you're breaking, you're, breaking, you're breaking up. It seems like you're breaking up, Larry. I don't know. It's kind of, uh, I, I think you did a great job right there, Larry, explaining what it is that you felt Billy Donovan is doing wrong, right? Because I don't want you to call up and just be like, ah, what's going on? Billy Donovan sucks. But you did say some really good things. He is not taking control of this team. Like, I'm talking about, like, Bobby Knight take control of the team. Tom Thibodeau take control of the team, like you mentioned, Larry. That's a great point. Hey, 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 you three aren't getting it done? Guess what? To the bench. You, 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 you bricking three shots in a row? You out. Nah, we're not dealing with this. One thing I did write in my notes is that Billy Donovan, he's... He's too concerned with the rotation. Got to make sure the rotation's right. Got to do these rotations. And my thinking is, you need to win these games. So when a lineup is, is doing well, stop worrying about getting a guy back in in the press. I know you got your – stop going 
cut, cut that down. Saying every game, games that you can like yesterday's when you're up, when you stop going deep. You had like Andre, like it was Rando lineup that was out there at some point in the midst of that lead that you had. It's like that. That's what I think needs to happen. Tighten up the rotation. Get things together. Let's go to John out in Dallas. John, love talking hey. to you. Man. Love talking to you, man. So, so you don't like it, uh, but you're pointing out the one moment when he took out Vooch and Zubak just killed for that, like two minutes. Yeah, it killed more. It killed Vooch momentum. I mean, he, he's hot and hitting every shot. He hit all his threes and he set him down on the first first time he emptied the bench. And I said to myself, "What you doing?" And then my other point is, Michael Jordan had to learn. If you notice the way Michael played. Michael used to always get all his teammates involved. In crunch time, then MJ took over. Yeah. If, if Levine is a max player, why he's trying to do everything in the first and second quarter? And Levine is the problem. He's got to he's got to when he set him down early in the year, he needs to sit him down again. Stop and it. I think those are my two major points. I hear you. Levine, stop it! Stop it, John! Stop it! Levine is not the problem. Come on! I hear what you're saying about Vooch. He was feeling himself. was feeling good. Terrible timing when he took him out. He did the same thing to Derrick Jones Jr. Derrick Jones Jr. had like just had a steal, just hit a bucket, and he was like, nope, got to get your rotation out there. Get out of there. It's like, what? Why? He's playing well. Your whole career from, from, from playing, you know what I'm saying, at the YMCA or at the Park District, you learn that if you're playing well, you stay in the game. You rotate other people out there. And then – you, you you tear someone's heart and soul out like a Derrick Jones Jr. Someone that is your energy. So I, so I get that. I think there is definitely something there too that these guys are pointing out of Billy recognizing who's got the hot hand in the moment. He does. He he seems pretty regimented with his rotations, yes. especially in the first half. Yes, and you know the second quarter, the second unit's going to be out there at some point, right? And so like you're right. Like last night especially, Vooch is hot. Leave him out there for out another there. couple minutes. And then the other thing, too, Studs, is, you know, he, he – he and I get it, and I feel bad for him because he has to find a way to get DeMar on the floor without Zach and then Zach on the floor without DeMar. The issue is when you do that, right, you're, let's just say you're looking for six minutes for both of those things to happen throughout the course of the game. Let's say probably eight because you're splitting it up into both halves, right? So you're, you're finding eight minutes of basketball – where Zach's not on the floor, eight minutes of basketball where DeMar's not on the floor so that these two superstars can feel good about themselves and at any given moment, right? And then you're asking them to somehow in the fourth quarter, ooh, I wish I could curse, figure that out. Start the game fine. All right, ooh, got to get these guys their own time so they can score so that people ain't bitching and complaining. And then all of a sudden in the fourth quarter, you're like, all right, guys, get on the floor together. Let's go. Figure it out. Like, that's the problem. I understand you need good rotations, but but you do understand that while you're playing well in, in between on the first and the fourth, it's, it's looking a little murky. It's Gabe Ramirez here on 670 to score frustrated. Just frustrated, that's all. I'm just, I'm just mad. It'd be one thing if the Bulls were losing, like, the entire game, like these last games that they've lost. If they were losing the entire game and it was like, oh, yeah, they suck. But they're winning and it's just mental breakdowns. Like that's the frust- that's the frustrated that's the frustration we have as Bulls fans. They're losing games that they are winning by a large margin, playing well for a finite amount of time, and they're playing like ass the rest. It's okay, we're friends. If you were my boy, I'd tell you the same thing, Zach. Demar, what's up? If we were on the court, I would say the same thing. Bro, pass the ball. <laughs> I know you. Could, I know you got buckets. Pass the ball so we can all be involved. All right. Woo, I need to stop talking about the about the Bulls for a second. Uh, cuz we do have Will Gottlieb coming up at 8 o'clock, so that, that way uh, him and I can talk a little bit more about this, but coming up next, uh, I I do want to talk about some White Sox. Is that is that all right? Can we get some Sox talk over here? I feel like we dominate we get dominated by my Bears and my uh, my Bulls. A little White Sox talking. It is about the the over under that is out there right now for the White Sox. Speaking of frustrating teams. Sitting at 83 and a half right now. Does that seem high to you? Does that, with my high-pitched voice, does that seem right to you? We're going to talk about the Chicago White Sox and what do you think about that over-under number because I'm not going to be disappointed two years in a row. White Sox baseball. 
We're discussing it after the break. It's Gabe Ramirez here on 670 The Score. We're back live with more Gabe Ramirez on 670 The Score. You know, sometimes, you know, in the, the, the beginning of the year, you just you just call audibles on yourself. I think I'm doing that right now. Um, I'm going to Las Vegas, or excuse me, uh, to New Orleans tomorrow. I was going to talk about here. That you, entertain me. If you want to text in and tell me whether or not you think the Sox will win eight, more than 83 and a half games next year, please entertain me, and I'll have no problem reading your text messages. 312-644-6767. But I'm already bummed out about the Bulls. Last thing I want to do is tell you how I'm trying to compartmentalize the Chicago White Sox and my my love for them. I'm supposed to do some like podcast this week about for the South Siders. Make sure you download all this yet. And I'm like, no, I don't think the White Sox are gonna win more than 83 and a half games. Cause I don't want I don't want to make myself think that. So then in the event that they win fewer than that, now I'm disappointed. I don't want to be mad. All right. I want to be happy. I want to be joyful. So, therefore, my answer to that is that they are going to win fewer than 83 and a half games. Put it off in the beginning so that that way, hey, oh, my God, look at that. There you go. Lower the bar. Yeah, dude, like, don't don't, don't even put why, – why, why even got it at 83 and a half? Like, that's like such like a we might make the playoffs number. Put it at 70. Dude, 70. You. Yes. They go over 70. Dude, All right. We did it. Look how happy I'd be if, at 70. Oh, my God. I won 100 bucks and the White Sox missed the playoffs. By two games, and uh, but I feel good right now. That's why I'm 83 and a half is so high. Like, what what games were you watching yesterday? But I'd love to hear your thoughts. 312 644 6767. Feel free to text in, I'll go ahead and read them. But there's something more pressing on my mind. I'm headed to NOLA tomorrow, studs. My wife and I, we haven't been on a vacation by ourselves in almost three years because of the two babies that we decided to have. Over in the pandemic. Let's not forget, we were in a pandemic. So half the damn country wasn't out going on vacation. Great, uh, honestly, great timing. It's good, great timing. Just, not it, doing anything anyway. Nobody's doing anything. It's right before Mardi Gras. Tickets were like 86 bucks. Super steal. We leave Thursday. Now, mind you, we having both of us, you know, just like first time leaving our kids by ourselves, right? First time that both my wife and I will be away from our kids overnight. First time. Since they've been born. We're kind of freaking out a little bit. And we decided to make a quick trip from uh, Thursday while they're in daycare. Friday they'll be in daycare. And then we come back Saturday. So we really don't miss a lot of like daytime and the kids will still be doing what it is they're doing. The evening they'll be watched by my my in-laws. More pressing than the kids and and what what should you do or what have you done or how long was it before you took your first uh, vacation without your kids? I bought bought the tickets on Spirit Airlines. And they charge you an arm and a leg for, you know, bags. But we ain't going there for that long. So my wife's like, how are you going to travel with just a personal bag? And I said, oh. Just you watch me. That's so easy, dude. So easy. And so I you go. Kidding me for two days? Oh, jeez, dude. Not even forty-eight hours. And I'm like, you need one change of clothes, dude. I literally told their studs. I said the jeans that I am wearing to New Orleans, I will wear them until I get back to Chicago. Like I don't, I don't. Even, and I told her this. She's like, oh my god, what are you gonna? Do, they have stores out there. If I want to buy a pair of jeans, if I get one dirty, if I don't feel like I'm clean, if I got drunk and I threw up on my pants, I just go buy another pair of pants for 12 bucks at Marshall's. Like, I'll just do that. You're nasty. <laughs> what do you mean? T- Women operate so Dude. so differently. And then let's not forget, I just told you the tickets were 86 bucks. So what do I look like paying a buck 20 for a carry-on to and fro? That don't make no sense. Nah. I did see this one video, Studs. I don't know if you've ever seen this. The girl, she, <laughs> she, she's wearing layers of clothes. Like, like four layers of clothes. And she just gets on the plane. And then once the plane's up in the air, she just starts taking it all off and like putting it in a bag. And you're like, what are you doing? That's brilliant, actually. I it's, like that. Don't Trust me, I thought to myself, well, if I wear a pair of jeans with like some joggers over them. <laughs> Maybe I have my two things. I'm have a little That's foot bag. Can you travel for two days with one, or is it two days? Right, because I get there. I get there Thursday at seven p.m. 
and I get back Saturday at 5 p.m. So it's less than 48 hours, 46 hours. Am I tripping by bringing one pair of jeans? Oh, no, absolutely not. Right? Are you kidding undies, me? I went undies to, and socks. This, uh, last October, I went to Colorado for six days. I only brought one pair of jeans. Six days, one jeans? Yeah. Shorts? Well, Did you well, bring shorts? Well, I mean, it was, it, was, it was kind of nice out there, so I had shorts. Okay. Well, here's the thing. You know, like, if I'm in the hotel room or... I'm like hanging out my buddy's place that we were that we were staying at. Yeah, I'm just, I'm wearing shorts or sweatpants every day. You know, so the only time I'm wearing the jeans is when we leave yeah. to go somewhere. Or if I'm when I, the only time I'm wearing the jeans is when I go to the airport. That's exactly. What I, I'd have my. You air- know, honestly, <laughs> when I fly, I'm wearing sweatpants. So Dude. like the uh, jeans are getting used for a total facts. in two days. Jeans facts. are getting used for six hours. And I'm gonna be. I mean, like, so what are we gonna do Thursday in Nola? What do you do? You get there at seven p.m. By the time you get to the hotel, it's eight. What are you doing? You're walking around drinking. Nobody cares. I'm going to be in a hoodie and a hoodie and a jeans. And then the weather's, dude, this is the other thing. Have you been, dude, I'm on a, I am on one right now. Clearly I had a bad day today, guys. I am on one. But I've been watching these videos on TikTok about like the earth and simulations and stuff like that. Well, like we're in a sim- simulation? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I've, I've read about those yeah. theories. So, so I, I, I went on a rabbit hole and there ta- the one that stood out to me was when you go to a restaurant and no one's there and then five minutes later it's packed and you're like, oh, I, I guess we got here at the right time. So this one person had put it in like with the writing and they're like, the simulation just kicked off. You know, eight people just walked in. <laughs> and I was like, damn, that's a, that's, that's something that happens a lot. So it made me think my simulation that always happens is when I go to a, when I go somewhere, wherever it might be, like tomorrow, NOLA, it will be 80 and sunny every damn day leading up to the day I get there. And then the day I get there, it's 50 and rainy. And that's exactly what's happening in NOLA. So there goes my simulation. Because I feel like that's just, oh, you're not supposed to go. Here, here's what that's looking like. But it should be fun. My wife's celebrating her 30th birthday. Going on two, two-day vacations. This one, we're going to NOLA. And then in March, we head out to Miami. You been to NOLA before, Studs? I haven't, actually. Really? Yeah. I know. I need to go. I had some friends that went a few years, several years back. Yeah. And I don't know what reason i had for not going okay i feel like i i totally should have and it might have been i can't remember exactly when this was because it might have been right when i moved from bloomington to uh, up to the area up here yeah and so i i went from being full-time to part-time so i was trying not to spend a bunch of money so it might that might have been it yeah but i can't remember if that was the time or not i'm a sucker for a hundred dollar flight I'll be honest. It's just that's like well, it's hard to pass up, and that's just, and that's exactly what happened. Like <laughs> we were randomly looking for other flights, and then I said, "Yeah, uh, let's just buy this." It's like, why not? We're going for two days for eighty six bucks. Like, come on, it's a steal. From the seven to eight says, "Dude, enjoy your trip." Wife and I haven't done a trip alone in about eight years. Sounds fantastic. Travel safe. That said, Spirit Air will make your eighty six dollars fare seem too expensive. They're rough. Yeah, I know, dude. Eight years. That's scary because, like, I like to travel, especially, like I mentioned, I like finding small deals like that. And I'm, and I'm sure that I'll be thinking and crying. I can only imagine Friday night, I, tears will fall down, probably because I'll be drunk. <laughs> and then I'll be crying about my kids, trying to FaceTime them at 1 in the morning. Baby, puppy loves you. I love you. I'm so glad you're my baby. <laughs> that's great. Because <laughs> that's exactly what it's going to sound like. Are you guys okay? I'll be on tomorrow, baby. I swear I'll be on tomorrow. <laughs> so stupid. Uh, the best part about New Orleans bars before we go to break is that, you know, there's the strip of them, but, you know, you can just stay out till the last one stays open because then everyone will just condense down. So what was 20 bars at 12 becomes, you know, 10 at 2 becomes 5 at 4 and at 6 in the morning is just one bar where all the degenerates are left. So that's what I'm looking for. I like to. that. Find me in the 6 a.m. bar because, like I said, we haven't gone on very They close time. in New Orleans? I Man. don't think so. I don't think so. so I feel like at all on the hours bar. in New Orleans, you're going to find something yeah. that's open. Oh, my God. And you could drink when you're walking around, so it's awesome. Uh, from the so, Oh, yeah, just walk around. Yeah, you <laughs> there walk, you go. Oh, you can, it's an open camp policy. You can drink literally on the street. It feels weird, but it's pretty awesome. I did, so I did, the only time I've ever done that legally is, is Vegas. Yeah. And even then, it was like, feels oh, weird. so you can just do this, huh? Yeah. Hey, this, <laughs> this, is, this is cool? <laughs> walking down the street with a, with a, with a Bud Light, I'm like, this, so we can just do this, huh? Yeah. It's, huh all right. All right. And it's, and it's cool. Like it's not like yeah. oh, I have to hide it when a cop drives by. Like oh, this is I can just do this. Uh, this is I like this. From the seven oh eight says the issue traveling is shoes. They take up space. Got to figure out the right shoes. They go with most of your outfits. 
maybe one alternative pair. Yes, that is the problem. That is the key. Finding that you have to have, if you don't own a pair of shoes that is that, that, is that universal, then you got to go buy it. Like you need to have that pair of shoes that you can wear with everything. And sometimes you just got to suck it up. You know, you got to button down with some jeans and some gym shoes. Just sometimes, sometimes it just happens like that. And again, if I run into a situation where I really need to have some dressers on, guess what? I will just go to the store like a regular human being that lives in New Orleans. Gabe Ramirez, 670 score. I appreciate you listening for that little bit. Uh, we get to come back. I wanted to go to a happy place before I got upset again. We get to talk to Will Gottlieb about the Chicago Bulls after the break. Um, is he as frustrated as I am, or is he just simply going to tell me that the Bulls suck? Uh, he'll tell you that very that same thing uh, to that question on the other side. It's Gabe Ramirez right here on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.